What's up, everybody? Listen, listen, listen. I have got some good news. And some bad news. First of all, good news is we got a solo cast again today. I'm pretty excited about it. I'm, I've been really enjoying doing these. Gives me a chance just to fucking whatever. Say whatever. Just kind of a little blah. Whatever want comes out of my little grill here. It's actually a great exercise for me because I have this problem with not being able to stop talking. So I try to limit myself time limit wise as far as how long I want these solo casts to go. But to be honest, they could go forever. Oh, The bad news is the reason there's a solo cast today is because I was supposed to be doing a I taped a podcast with the guys from the Well-Read Comedy Tour, Trey Crowder and the boys. The, I think you guys probably know him as a liberal redneck. Tell something good. Oh, fuck. On purpose, I don't listen to this song all week, so I just hear it once a week. That way, every week, it's just fucking great. Bow, bow. Um, yeah, guys, welcome to Fairly Normal. I am Josh Wolf. I'm at my house. Um, and so here's what happened with the well-read uh, comedy guy, tour guys, uh, Trey Crowder and the boys. So I was just about to, I taped it a couple weeks ago. They got a book that's coming out tomorrow, so I was going to release it today. And so I, but there was, there's four of them. And my little uh, podcast thing only had two mics so i went and bought a fancy little four micer pretty i mean i fancied that shit up but you guys know me technology i'm just not great at it but i got all the mics to work i thought all the levels were fucking great and we recorded it so i go onto my little my little whatever memory it's not a memory stick maybe it is and i put it in there and i find it and i play it and so there are four mics and my mic sounded like that I was sitting inside of a closed toilet. Trey sounded like he was sitting about 50 feet away from his mic. And the other two dudes sounded like their mics were literally, Corey's mic literally sounded like it was in his mouth. It was so loud. So that turned out like shit. I, could st- I, I mean, I could still put it up. But it was so distracting to hear like this, like this kind of talk here, and then this da da dog right here, and then this kind of talk right here, and then this kind of talk right here. It was really fucking annoying. So it's just me now. But I got a lot of things to talk to you about anyways. I got some huge, fairly normal news. This is weird too. I'm kind of walking around. I may, I may just go outside some. I may do part of this outside. Who knows? Um, so fairly normal is going to be changed to tell me something good. And... A little drum roll. I wish I could play the drums. I am going to be adding a co-host. Pretty fucking excited about it. It took me a little bit to decide if I wanted to do it. Um, uh, because there's something I really like about interviewing people. And there's something I really like about these solo casts too. But I'm still going to be doing all of those under the same URL. But it'll be all under the tell me something good. And uh, I'm going to be adding co-host. And this is a... It's a great choice. This is going to be, I, I don't want to tell you who it is yet, 
But all I can tell you is pretty fucking excited. And uh, that should be happening within the next month. Um, what else? I was in Columbus this weekend. Guys, also, if you are uh, in Erie, Pennsylvania or Syracuse, New York, I will be there in the upcoming weeks. So come out, come out wherever you are and go to Comedian Josh Wolf for tour dates. I had a great fucking time in uh, Columbus this weekend. That Funny Bone there is one of the best clubs in the world. And I got to do, guys, this weekend, I got to do something that I've been wanting to have been kind of putting together on my computer. And so I put together what I think my special would be. Um, and I ran it on Sunday night and I'm, I'm not gonna lie to you guys, pretty fucking psyched. And I'm doing something that nobody's done before, uh, for a comedy special. Um, and which is basically for those of you who've seen me recently, you know, that I like the long form story, you know, I'm, my stories go for 10 minutes at least. So, what I'm going to do is I have this one story that's probably 30 minutes and um, I'm going to start the set with that story and end the set with that story and I'll go in and out of it, you know, tangents that make sense, but it's going to, so it has a through line. The entire special will basically be me telling one story and I ran it on Sunday and I got to tell you guys, I fucking had such a good time doing it. It really is uh, for me. Listen, I don't think there's any doubt there are going to be guys and girls, I'm sorry, there'll be com other comedians who have way more jokes packed into their hour than I'll have. I, I don't think that's a doubt. There's any doubt about that. But um, as far as telling stories, I, I like how I do it, man. I'm really starting, just, I'm starting to uh, have some, I don't know if confidence is the right word because I've always been confident. But just been like, yeah, yeah, no. You know what it is? I, I've stopped comparing myself to other people, right? So before when I had confidence, I still had confidence before, but I was like, oh, what's that guy doing? Or what's she doing? Or does she have more laughs than me? Or does he? And now I have different strokes for different folks, man. And But I know what I do, I am doing better than I've ever done before. And it's pretty exciting. So... Um, in Erie, in Syracuse, I'm going to run this again uh, and again and again and again uh, until I get it perfect, and then I can't wait to uh, for the rest of you guys to see it. I'm pretty fucking excited about it. <coughs> I did this weekend, for the second time ever, have people walk out of my show. Somebody was offended, and I don't, you know, part of me, I was torn by it. This was I didn't. This wasn't during the thing where I ran my, what I want my special to be, um, so I was kind of torn. Part of me was like, man, I feel bad because it's not my thing. I don't like. I'm not an insult dude, and I'm not a mean spirited dude, and, but I do speak my mind. You know what I mean? And I know at the end of the day, I know what my intent is, and my intent is never to offend people. But at the same time, if you get offended, that's also. I kind of think your problem. So I do tell this joke about um, political correctness, and I've been doing it for like a year. It's almost at the end of being able to do it because it, there's Caitlyn Jenner in the joke. And that's like I'm at the end of doing that joke. Um, and I, but I've been doing it for a year. But it's a joke about how, you know, basically the, I started out by talking about how I'm super excited and happy for Caitlyn and, and if you, you know, 
basically if you live 65 years wanting to be somebody else and you finally get a chance, that's awesome. And that's what's great about America. And that's what should be the best about America is you let other people live their lives and you mind your own fucking business and good for Caitlin if Caitlin wants to be Caitlin. Why the fuck does that bother you, right? That's the premise, the joke. The other half of the joke is at the same time, hey, we, we can't make jokes about it. Is that how touchy we are, right? So when I make some jokes, I do make some jokes. I make some jokes about the people who were, you know, whatever. I make some jokes. And do they push the envelope? Fuck yeah, they push the envelope. That's my job. My job is to push the envelope. But I clearly state at the beginning and at the end of the joke, guys, be happy for her. She's leading the life she wants to lead. lead and it shouldn't bother you. Oh, boy. So we had some people walk out. And uh, they were offended by the whole, I, I, I think the what she said on my Twitter feed was the whole despicable rant. And I, my instinct, honestly, my instinct when that shit happens is to be like, oh, I don't want to offend anybody. But then I was like, you know what, fuck, I can't. Here's the problem. It's like negotiating with terrorists. Look, if I was a hateful fuck, I would understand it because I would understand where the intent was coming from. But here's what's happening, guys. What's happening now is we're becoming so sensitive. Like this woman who was offended by the, the transgender jokes didn't tweet me also about the Donald Trump jokes that I told because she wasn't offended by that or the Republican jokes because she wasn't offended by that. Well, you don't get to pick and choose. And you definitely have to be able to... She said she was a trans woman as well. Well, then you definitely have to be able to laugh at it. You definitely have to be able to laugh at yourself. Look, guys, you know, in the joke, I talk about how, you know, Caitlyn Jenner, brave, all that stuff, beautiful. No. No. In that... Listen, I don't... Are we so politically correct now where I can't say... Is there anybody? Look, guys... Find me one 65-year-old man that would make a beautiful woman. That's not an indictment on him not not being happy for Caitlyn being Caitlyn and letting her live her life. But the truth of the matter is, she's a woman now. So she gets judged the way we're all judged. 65-year-old men are judged too. Caitlyn is now a woman. And let's be honest, that is not a good-looking woman. It just isn't. She isn't. So that's it. That's part of the joke. She went crazy. Guys, and by the way, I'm not using the punchlines on the podcast because that's just setting myself for, for failure. But it was amazing. And she went bananas. And then I, my instinct was to, was to apologize. But then I was like, all right, I've been telling this joke for like a year. A year. Nobody's ever been offended. Nobody's ever said anything. I've had transgender people at the shows. And that's what happens a lot of times, guys, is the vocal minority gets, just starts fucking spewing it out there. And then the rest of us who don't want the threat of being seen as a bigot or racist or misogynistic or any of that shit, the threat of being called that, when it looms over your head, you fucking panic. You panic. Do you know what I mean? And I was like, fuck this. I'm not panicking because I know I didn't do anything wrong. And I just basically told her, I respectfully disagree. And if you would listen to the joke and not just listen, not just 
picked out the parts of it that you thought were offensive to you, you would know that I was saying it's all good. We got to let these, everybody's got to be happy. We live in America. You let everyone lead their lives. Also, guess what? Everybody's open to ridicule. Every fucking body. Everybody is open to ridicule. Just because, <laughs> just because, yeah, everybody's open to it. And that's it, man. I, I just, I mean, and, and I know that the big, the transgender uh, conversation is huge right now, especially at the Emmys. We're hearing Jill Soloway and uh, talk about it and all that stuff. But guys, come on, come on. If you, if listen, if everybody truly wants to be in the circle, then everybody gets to be made fun of. That's part of the deal. You don't get to be treated with kid gloves. You just don't. Especially if you walk into a comedy club. If you walk into a comedy club, you better leave your inhibitions and your fucking dainty ass, uh, <laughs> your, your insecurities and whatever it is you have at the door. Because there's a good chance we're going to punch them a couple of times. Uh, and by the way, speaking of uh, sticking up for people, I and I never thought in my life I would do this, but fucking, I'm gonna have to stick up for Kim Kardashian, everybody. I can't believe that she got robbed at gunpoint, and some people. No, that's the alarm. Some people were making fun of her. Guys, you you say whatever you want about her. Well, the acoustics are different in this room. Say whatever you want about her. Talk about whatever type of person you think she is shallow and whatever superficial and say whatever you want she got famous from a sex tape all that could possibly be very true but you can't be happy when somebody's robbed at gunpoint you can't make fun of people getting robbed at gunpoint that is just fucking ridiculous it i, I really think listen if if somebody said to me hey you know what
Is it? I mean, what the fuck is going on? Guys, I'm a mess. I mean, did I just record for 20 minutes without a microphone plugged in? Uh, if I did, I'm... <laughs> Maybe I should just start smoking weed again. Because clearly, that's it's better for me when I do. Do you pick up phone calls, by the way, when you don't recognize a number? I don't. I just got one. I have no idea who it is. Um, so, yeah. Uh, I also want to tell you guys a little story about a friend of mine. Um, okay. This is a story that is not new, but um, somebody, oh, let's get outside. Somebody asked me to retell it because I had told it before, and uh, they fucking loved it, and um, I hadn't told it in a long time. Oh, butterfly. Well, I got to tell you the monarch butterflies, too. Okay, so my buddy, he, uh, he calls me on the phone, and he's like, hey, man. Um, I want to get, and his <laughs> his wife's name's Catherine, 35 years old, already had four kids. He's like, I want to get Catherine a birthday present. And I said, all right. And he said, you, like, you're the birthday present guy. Which, by the way, have you, have you ever been assigned a skill that you didn't know you had? You know what I mean? Like, I get assigned the skill. All of a sudden, he was, I was like, what do you mean I'm the birthday present guy? And he was like, yeah, everybody knows that you're, you give your birthday presents. I'm like, who knows? He's like, everybody, we all talk about it. Like when we give presents, everybody thinks that they should call you. And when I thought about it, people have called me. I had no idea that was my, people thought, think that's a gift of mine. I don't. I, I think if you ask Beth, she would disagree with you wholeheartedly, but psyched. Excuse me. Anyways, so we're, uh, he calls me and he says, birthday present. I go, yeah. And he goes, it's the 31st, it's her 35th birthday. And, um. I think I know what I'm going to... I just gave her... I'm giving him this voice right here. I think I know what I'm going to get him. What I'm going to get her. Uh, she doesn't know it yet, but it's going to be a nice surprise for her. I think she's really going to like it. And I was like, oh, okay. I said, what is it? He goes, well, you know, she's had the fourth kid. And I go, yeah. And he goes, so I'm going to surprise her with some vaginal rejuvenation surgery. And I said, what? And he was like, yeah, I'm going to surprise her. And I said, well, listen, if you surprise her with that surgery you should probably just go home and pack your bags because you're not going to live in that fucking house again. And he's like, what do you mean? I'm like, your, your surprise present for your wife who's, who's, who's bore you four children? You've been married to her for 13 years? Your surprise present for her is surprise? I think your pussy's a little too big? Are you kidding me right now? I was like, how are you even going to get into that conversation? Hey, babe, when I was down there last time, I noticed things were a little loosey-goosey. Like, what the fuck are you going to say to her? And he's like, no, 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 I'm going to I'm gonna pack her bag. I'm going to pack her bag. And I'm going to sell her. You packed a bag, overnight bag. I'm not going to tell you where we're going. And I already know where it is. I'm going to drop her off, and she's going to walk in. They're going to set her up. She's going to be in a nice room. I'm like, yeah. Well, just know that she's tightening up her vagina for her next husband because you're fucking gone. Is that the worst idea for a present ever is it the worst idea for a present ever and please tell me what your terrible presents are you know what's funny is my brothers for whatever reason and beth used to laugh at this for whatever reason my family and i was a and still am i'm a elvis fan i like elvis um but my family for whatever reason for every 
birthday and Hanukkah and anytime there was a present for me, they got me some sort of Elvis something. I had Elvis lamps and I had a fucking Elvis book and I mean they just would get me Elvis shit every birthday. I, I and I'm so glad it finally stopped and I didn't have the heart to tell them um, that it stopped, but I couldn't. I just was like, what the fuck? I actually used to, I had a whole storage thing. Well, that is a sore subject for me. I I used to have a in college. I had a. I shared a storage container with a buddy of mine who was my roommate at the time who was going through some shit in his life. But he stopped paying our storage stuff after I drove back up to New York. And so three months later when I was like, hey, man, I'm going to come I'm going to come down and uh, grab my stuff. He was like, nah, I stopped paying the stuff. And um, they you know how they sell shit. So all of my any pictures from college, any any college memorabilia, all that shit went. Get fucking probably just burnt up or whatever. It was a huge bummer for me. But all of my Elvis paraphernalia, well, anyways, for about four years of it, gone. Um, That, to me, was something that really, losing those memories, I still got the memories, but losing those pictures, like I maybe have four pictures from college. Four. It's a fucking bummer. It's a real bummer. It's college. Oh, Jacob's going back to college. Oof. Thank God. I was starting to get worried about my little buddy. But he's going back. He needs to. He needs to. But he's going back. And uh, I'm so fucking excited about it. Holy shit. I can't even wait for him. And he's, you know, he's living at the house. I'm torn between wanting him to stay at the house because I like him being here and wanting him to get the fuck out because it's just time. You know? And plus... Uh, you know when he was when he was at LSU, I I'm not gonna lie to you, I, I enjoyed smoking weed on my front porch. I enjoyed walking around naked. I enjoyed trying to have sex with Beth in the kitchen. When I say try, because I she doesn't want to have sex in the kitchen. I don't blame her. I don't blame her. Uh, I don't really want to have sex in the kitchen either. I just want to see if she'll say yes. But she says no because she's like we fucking eat in here. So please keep your dick in your pants. I don't. I can't. I, I can't argue with that. I probably agree with that too. Like if I was in somebody's house, and my buddy was like, "We just fucked in here," I'd be like, "Well, I'm never eating here again because your dick was somewhere near the soup." It's just like my buddy once tried to show me a video of his wife giving birth, and he was like, "The video starts. He's in his mask, and he goes, we're going in.'" I go, "Stop right there. Stop right there," and he's like, "What's up?" I go, "Dude." Are you about to show me Nancy's vagina? And he's like, well, not just her vagina, but yeah, the baby. I go, no, no, no. I can't see that. We're about to have dinner with her. What am I going to be like? Hey, Nancy, nice vagina. Pass the potatoes. Like, I can't. That is, that's a big no-no. Never, ever, ever show somebody that video. I don't even know why people, honestly, I don't know why people get, who, who are you showing that video to? Who the fuck are you showing that video to? And don't tell me it's the beauty of childbirth. The beauty of childbirth is fucking gross. The actual child back inside. The actual child is a miracle. I, I say it all the time. I can't believe that people grow people. in the. Think about that. If I wrote a horror movie where I was like, yeah, this, this person grows people inside of themselves. You'd be like, that's far-fetched. Who can grow people inside? Women. Isn't that crazy? And it's amazing. It's a fucking, that is the miracle. 
and so just like every time I think about it, and I know you're like, well, are you high right now? No, not high. But every time I think that I live with a person who can grow a person inside of them, I'm fucking dumbfounded. That being said, I don't need to see your wife's vagina ripped to shreds by that little terrorist. I don't need to see that either. And I've decided, by the way, you know, as of when you have babies, when you have babies and somebody walks into a room with a baby, you're like, oh, baby. When you don't have babies and someone walks into a room with a baby, you're like, fuck, a baby. Fuck. They get on a plane and you're like, mother, that mother, that motherfucking baby better not say, I would rather have the 400 pound man. Like, it's weird. I, and I've decided that babies to me are like farts. They're like farts because you like your own. You know what I mean? You'll sit with your own in the car when the windows rolled up. No problem at all. If, uh, you'll take it in. You'll, you'll enjoy every last second of that baby or fart. Somebody else's fart? Somebody else's baby? Man, I'm not even getting in the car. Those windows would have better be down all the way. So, I, you know, it may be a little simplistic that babies are like farts, but I think I'm on to something. That, and you, <laughs> I may or may not talk about that on stage. Um, I'm really am bummed that the, the well-read comedy guys, their podcast didn't happen. Well, it happened. I may release it anyways, even though the audio is fucking terrible. But I just want to stop and give you guys a quick one. Um, because it is Monday and I wanted to make sure you got one and I will do, I'll be doing another one on Wednesday. And then guys, this weekend, I'm going to old Chella with my brothers. Jonathan is not going, but Adam and Danny both going a couple things trying to decide on whether I should take mushrooms or not. I think I'll be the only one taking them, which is going to be the problem or not the problem. I am going to be snapping and insta-ing and tweeting like a motherfucker because I'm going to be high as shit one way or the other. But for those of you who don't know what Old Chella is, this weekend it's the Stones, Dylan, Neil Young, Paul McCartney, Roger Waters, and The Who. I'll tell you something right now. Those are going to be the at any music festival ever, this is going to be the cleanest bathrooms of all time. Why? Because everybody's going to be the, over the age of 40. going to be old motherfuckers out there. Yeah, playing some hacky sack and shit. Not going to be any Frisbee or anything. I, I, I am going to be super high. I'm pretty excited. I will tell you, though, right now, I'm not going to lie to you, could give a fuck about seeing Bob Dylan. Could give a fuck. He was low energy when he was 20. I can only imagine right now he's like, excuse me, watching a tree. I can't, I, I have no desire. I'm, I'll probably stay for three or four songs. Just to kind of say I saw Dylan, but I could give a shit ass fuck about him. And and not as a musician, and I like his stuff, but right now, dude, guy's too old. And he's going on after the Stones. He's following the Stones. Why would you follow the Stones? That seems crazy, right? Why would you, when you're that low energy, and Mick all hopped up on his HGH or whatever he's doing, that dude can still get it. I, I mean, I'm psyched for that. I hope he plays for like two hours. I'm psyched for Neil Young. I'm psyched for McCartney. Um, Roger Waters. Ooh, what the fuck is that? Is there, 
Did I get a new phone while I was gone? Oh, maybe we get a. Maybe we got a new we got a new home phone here at the house. I don't like that shit at all. Beth likes home phones. So she d- doesn't use her cell phone at the house. She only uses a home phone. So sometimes when phone rings, it shocks me because I forget people have home phones. Um, but yeah, can't wait. Definitely excited to see Neil Young. Uh, it's the first weekend. I'm hoping, I mean, fingers crossed, that they get a couple of, I mean... It wouldn't stun me if Grohl came down and, and ripped it up a little bit with McCartney on Friday night. But I can't fucking wait for this weekend. And excited to go hang out with my brothers. Uh, my good friend Ross Matthews is letting me have his house in Palm Springs for the weekend. So I'm going to try to rub my dick on everything in there just as part of... No, I won't. Ross, if you're listening, which I know you're not, I'm not going to rub my dick on anything uh, at your house. Outside of your house, like your door handles and stuff, but nothing inside the house. Um, and speaking of Ross, I'm going to be uh, sitting in with him on his podcast again on uh, tomorrow. Um, so this week, we've got an uh, upcoming, before it switches over, Steve Simone and a couple of the really fun people coming on the show. Um, <coughs> and I can't wait for old Chella, guys. And I can't wait to drop another one of these. And I'm going to be dropping some Facebook Lives this weekend. And I'm happy to be home. I'm so torn. So torn between enjoying my time on stage, but really missing home more than I ever have. Um, But I love meeting you people out there. And I have to tell you, it's inspirational to me. Every time I hear one of you comes up to me after my show... And, and you say that this podcast helps you. And I'm happy for that. I, I, you know what? It helps me too. Which is why I'll keep doing the solo ones even after I get the um, co-host. It helps me too. And you guys help me. I want you to know that. I want you to know that, that. That when you approach me on the street or at my shows talking about this podcast, it's the one thing... That I really get genuinely excited about. Now, I'm genuinely excited about my shows and all that shit. But, but, but there's something about this podcast and how personal it has become for me. And how it really is like my own little sounding board. You know, some days I've got shit to say that I need to get out that are really emotionally difficult for me. And some days I just kind of babble on. But either way, I... I'm so happy to share it with you guys because I, I've said this before. Look, I, we don't have the biggest podcast in the world. I'm, I don't think <laughs> I don't think we're fooling anybody. But the people who listen to this show, you are the fucking best. You really are. It, you, you're such positive, quality people. And there are some different points of view on this people who are listening, man. There's no doubt. Well, I, I know there are people who listen to this who are Trump supporters who know that I'm not. Um, but we're grownups. We're grownups. And um, I just want to thank you guys for always investing your time in this. And if you enjoy it, spread the fucking word. I don't know. You know, I think one of the problems with with why this podcast hasn't grown to where other people's has is because it's not. Okay. Some people pick their thing right and they just do that which is smart business by the way it's called branding 
they're this guy. They brand, 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 brand. So if you build it, they will come. And this podcast is a little more all over there, all over the place, because that's what I am. So I know that in, inherently, because of who I am, I'm not going to get as big of an audience. But I also know that the people who do listen are the fucking best. And so thank you once again. And we got some fucking great shit coming up. I'm turning my office into a little studio. We're going to do the podcast from there. I'm also going to do a talk show from there. Um, and we're just going to, you know what? If nobody wants to put me on TV, motherfuckers, I'm going to put myself on there. Right on the TV, otherwise known as the YouTube. But I'm excited. I got some exciting shit coming up, guys. And I just want to say thank you. I'm going to drop another one of these on Wednesday, but with an interview with a surprise guest. And, um, man, I'm happy to be fucking home. I can't wait for Old Chella. If you're going to Old Chella, let me know. Let's do some mushrooms together later.